when I reached Tibet, uh, this is the end of my book and I didn't have a new book in my hand. So, wow, I didn't want to reach my destination. I want to read on and traveling on. And I was afraid of reaching my destination. I had four years time to imagine how it will be look like when I finally stand on that big plaza in front of uh, the Portala Palace. And yeah, in the end, it was really, it was disappointing. Four years of traveling and now I'm here and, and what's next? Welcome to Out of Adventuring, the show about explorers and inspiring adventurers and the details behind their incredible journeys. They not only take us to their hardships and highlights, but also let us know what they have learned on these trips that has changed them and their everyday life. Hi, I'm Torben from the World Explorers Collective and today with me is Stefan. For almost a decade, he has just been using his feet to walk across countries, experiencing cultures and see the planet in a very slow pace. Along the way, he founded a little family and now found home right where he started in Munich. His journey really started in 2009 when he walked all the way from Germany to Tibet. The big challenge, however, was he wasn't really sure if he was allowed to enter Tibet once he would get there. The problem was the year before, in 2008, there were the Olympic Games in China. And um, during that time, uh, there were many protests and demonstrations, uh, free Tibet campaign and so on. And uh, China restricted travelers to enter Tibet uh, in 2008. And uh, that was my first problem. Um, it was it wasn't possible to enter Tibet at that time. And the second problem was I couldn't afford to travel. <laughs> so uh, I checked the world map and saw that there were 13 countries between Germany and Tibet. And maybe when I walk there, by the time I reach Tibet, it will be possible again to enter that country. And Uh, that was the idea to to walk because yeah it wasn't possible at that time and I hadn't the money to travel so um, yeah I quit my job I quit my my flat and my apartment and say goodbye to my friends and started walking in March 2012. It's very interesting because you your goal was not even reachable at this point in time basically you could have been standing at the borders of tibet not being allowed to enter and yeah at the same at the same time you did have a little bit of a of a schedule that you said okay you give yourself two years to to reach that to reach the tibet right that's an adventure to start something and you have no idea how the outcome will will, will look like so let's start walking and see what happens and every day as i walked 10, 15, 20, sometimes 30 kilometers. Mm. And uh, step by step, literally, I came closer to my goal. And in the end, it wasn't about Tibet. Tibet was the destination. But for me, it was, I wanted to be on a long journey. And no, it wasn't really important to reach the goal or my destination. And I just wanted to travel. That's, And I saw 13 countries. And even if it wasn't, wouldn't be possible to enter Tibet, well, I had a great journey so far. 
Yeah. Once you reach Tibet, knowing that, okay, now this is the end of my journey. How was it for you then actually being there and realizing this is the end? Disappointing. <laughs> it was disappointing for <laughs> me. <laughs> I mean, there, there was no finish line. No one was waiting and giving me applause or something. No, nothing. I mean, after four years of traveling, uh, it was disappointing. Uh, for me, this this long journey, four years of walking was like a an exciting book, which I was reading and I wanted to know what's coming next. Uh, and by the, by the end, I, I knew uh, when I reached Tibet, uh, this is the end of my book. And I didn't have a new book in my hand. So, wow, I didn't want to reach my destination. I want to read on and traveling on. And I was afraid of reaching my destination. I had four years time to imagine how it will be look like when I finally stand on that big plaza in front of uh, the Portala Palace. And yeah, in the end, it was really, it was disappointing. Four years of traveling and now I'm here and, and what's next? And that's when you decided, uh, well, the journey will go on. And you kept then, you kept traveling. You decided, well, let's, you know, do, do a new trip. What did you do then? Um, I traveled back to Germany by hitchhiking, um, which was amazing and amazing. All the way from, from Tibet yeah, hitchhiking yeah. to Germany. <laughs> it, took, it, it took me four <laughs> years to, to, to walk to Tibet. And believe it or not, it took me three weeks to hitchhike back to Germany. Uh, most of the time with trucks and by truck I made mm. like 500, 600 kilometers a day. And in, in three weeks uh, time I was back home in Germany, uh, which was incredibly fast, uh, like, like time traveling in a way. And um, yeah, I spent two or three months in Germany. And um, yeah, I didn't know what to do, really. It, it, it didn't feel right to go back to my normal job which which i had before so now uh, I, I i changed i i was in person like four years ago before i started that journey so traveling was in a way my new job i know how to handle people mm -hmm. how to ask for a place to sleep how to ask for a job to to make some money and uh, traveling was uh, I, I was used to traveling that's what i can can do best and so it was easy for me to say it again so say again to let's do the next trip and yeah i started walking again from my home closing the door setting up my backpack and i started walking again the next journey amazing and then you actually um met your partner while while traveling um many of them <laughs> not just one yeah <laughs> Yeah, true. Um, so uh, I did uh, the second journey I did with my partner at that time, uh, which I met um, like one month before we started walking in uh, 2016. And yeah, and in 2018, when I came back from another journey, uh, I met yeah, my my last partner and it was a really beautiful relationship and we had uh, long discussions about uh, getting a baby or not and after mm -hmm. a long time of discussions and we decided to have a baby together and after four she, she was pregnant and yeah our daddy now that's amazing yeah at the same time um, both of you decided that you're still not done traveling and <laughs> and you very quickly went uh 
when went off again with your with your six month year old daughter right yeah so um the discussions we had were um well if we have a baby we will not be that spontaneous um anymore we have to uh we have responsibility for for a little child and then we cannot travel like we did before but um when our baby was born yeah we gave ourselves six months time to see what kind of baby she is what does she need what does we need and uh after six months it felt good to start traveling again and uh because that's what we can do best lillian uh, was traveling alone that the mother she was traveling alone for a long time and many places in the world and well i did as well and we traveled together the two of us and then after six months of spending time with our daughter uh, we decided to love let's start traveling again by walking and that's what we did for two years that's very, very beautiful it was now just jumping a little bit back to so your journey to tibet where you go through you said 13 countries um pretty much 13 completely different cultures that that you that you walk through at least you know if you if you compare it also to um to europe how did it feel for you to always enter new cultures that you were maybe not familiar with you didn't understand the language and always being in you know confronted with not knowing really anything about the country that you're in which is probably exciting on mm -hmm. the one hand but was it also a bit difficult for you mm -hmm. i really like that question um when i think back you said 13 completely different countries and i didn't feel that way the way i was traveling was very slow and when i come closer to the tour border like i don't know um bulgaria and turkey in bulgaria I, i already met turkish people and when i entered turkey i'm i was still meeting bulgarian people so there was no hard cut between the country it was a slow transmission trans transfer and um the, the whole journey was like that i mean i was moving very slow from west to east and bit by bit uh, the food get more spicy and the faces have uh, like asian style more and more for that come east but it was a very slow change all the time it was not complete different i mean when i compare germany to, to india of course it's a complete different culture and, and stuff but well i was in iran before and uh, so and in other countries and there was a slow change i didn't feel that that hard cut between the cuts but i have to say hmm, every time i entered a new country i felt like a small child again because i didn't know the language i didn't understand any word and i was looking at the people and their mouths were uh, opening and closing and i have no idea what they were talking and um but not understanding the words i paid more attention to their mimic and their gestures how they moved the, the sound of their voice and i was able to decide if i can trust that person or not just by looking at them watching those people 
and decide, well, um, do I trust this person or not? Uh, will I follow this person? Many people saying something like, yeah, come with me, you can sleep in my house. But many times I had that strange feeling, well, something is not okay. Um, well, I don't feel good with that person. So I said, no, thank you. And uh, I waited for a different person who invited me to their mm -hmm. house. And with, with that, I, I really had no disappointing encounters with people so and even even when i was hitchhiking back um i stand next to the highway and uh, thumbs up <laughs> and many people were stopping and often i had those strange feeling well this person ah, something is strange so thank you no and i let them pass by i changed a different car i didn't enter any car that stopped so it's always so do i feel good uh, and that that's that, that that's one of my biggest learnings uh, from that journey uh, my intuition my gut feeling how did that bu build up in the beginning because obviously you've been traveling so much now that you've built up this intuition you you can trust your own decisions was that like this from the very beginning that you realized you have this confidence or did it just build up over time and in the beginning it was less so i would say i had that feeling that gut feeling but I didn't have the courage to speak it out. Like uh, when I, when someone invited me to the house, there was this feeling, ah, I'm not feeling good with these people, but I cannot um, reject that invitation. I have to say, oh, thank you. And uh, enter the house, mm. even if I don't feel uh, right spending time with this person. And the longer I was traveling, the more, I had the confidence to say no to an invitation and uh, because I had that trust, uh, the confidence, another door will open. I had this um, experience that every day I, I met wonderful people and I don't have to say yes to every invitation. I can say no, thank you. And um, I look further. I think it's such a strong skill to have. Uh, I mean, you read it often in these self-development books, you know, the power to say no. And, uh, yeah. The, it's, <laughs> a, it's quite interesting how you say it actually is also important in this traveling setting that um, you trust your gut feeling and you just, yeah. you need to have trust in people. And if someone looks nice, then you can go with them. And if you just think that person has a aura that, I don't feel comfortable with then don't yeah it's been almost or maybe even more than but around 10 years since you basically stepped out into the world and decided to yeah. leave uh, yeah. germany behind in your home which is which is munich and now now you're back and but you're not back because you have to be back and something is uh, you know pulling you now um but you want to be back Right, you you yeah. really like to be back home now. Yeah. How, how did that How did that come? Like uh, that you now you know love love home so much after seeing the world. Uh, well, the more I was traveling, I was traveling for almost ten years nonstop. So the more I was traveling, the more countries I visited. The more I missed homes in a way. So having a good conversation with someone who speaks the same language like me. Um, a deep conversation, not just like where you come from, what is in your backpack and where are you going tomorrow and, and why are you doing this journey? Uh, no, um, I really missed 
home. I missed my friends. I missed uh, sitting in a, in a nice cafe in, in Munich, a French cafe with a friend, and had a chat together. Uh, and like those, the way I was traveling was like I arrived in a place. I was invited by beautiful people, very um, great hospitality. Mm -hmm. But we uh, we had a chat where you're coming from and where are you going tomorrow. Uh -huh. And the next day I was saying goodbye and continue my journey. And uh, I had another encounter with another beautiful family, but the, the conversations were very um, uh, on the surface, like, like mm. easy things. And I really missed talking to a good friend I haven't seen for a long time. And uh, yeah. And, and how much is it also, let's say the comfort of your own home to just know that this is now my place. I know where I sleep tonight. And yeah, this is something I didn't had have for for ten years. Like in uh, my own place. Like um, as I said, I was invited by so many beautiful people, and they gave me a place to stay for a night. But uh, my backpack was standing there, and I took out my my toothbrush and then uh, new underwear and some socks for the next day. And because I I know okay, this is not my place. For a long time, it's just for one night, and the next day I started traveling again. And now, being back in Munich, I have my own place, something that I didn't have for 10 years. This is my place. I can close the door, I can um, I don't know, paint the walls and uh, uh, make myself at home here. Uh, this is the place where I will stay for, for a long time. It's oh, coming mm. to rest, to relax, and at the same time, how is it? I mean, you've been driven by adventure so much. Uh, do you do you get bored now being being at home? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. No, um, it's strange. I, I don't know. Um, there's a book, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. It's mm -hmm. one of my favorite books. And he's looking for treasure. And in the end, he finds the treasure. Spoiler alert. Uh, at a place where he started his journey and so for me i was on my way for 10 years and now i'm back in germany and i find that all those adventures i had in different countries i can have here uh in front of my house like i can encounter new people saying hello i'm living two blocks away from here and uh, can we have a chat together i can the same i was traveling without money and without phone for a long time i can do this here in munich um asking people for for the way can you show me how this restaurant is and or i can even uh, spend a, a day without money it's possible really um i can have the same adventures here i can enter i don't know language course and learning a new language or... for you it's a lot about when you say adventures of these encountering new people and that you maybe wouldn't have encountered otherwise, like a bit what you said, you, you go to your you know neighbors three three houses down, and knock on the door and ask them for a favor. Something that probably many of us know when they're in different cultures that they are able to ask for help. Somehow it's so different when you do it in your own city or your own mm -hmm. country to be so exposed and sort of a bit vulnerable and say, I need your help now. How's it for you? Do you, is it still a bit of a challenge to 
ask people in Munich for for help? Yeah, it is. It is more of a challenge than in another uh, in a different country, and I don't know why. Maybe, maybe they are they are so close. I I, I don't know. In a, in a different country, when I go to I don't know Turkey or Iran or wherever. Uh, it feels easier for me to ask people for a favor because I probably I will never meet those people again. But in, in Munich, uh, there's the chance of meeting these people again somewhere, somewhere. And I don't know. That's it. Let's say if you know if you ask for some some food supply, like you know, the classic egg, or do you have a milk yeah. that these people will judge you in a way? Like, why don't you just go to the supermarket down the street and buy it like why do you knock on my door and ask me for that yeah yeah and i even have a have a good excuse uh for it i, I would say something like well um today i want to spend the day without money and i'm just um having my little adventure asking people for for support uh and to encounter new people and yeah but there's this fear of of being judged here yeah, or rejected yeah, you feel a bit more confident to be vulnerable in in other places and ask people for help, and it somehow feels unnatural to do it in your own city, in your own home. Now, I think the interesting um, fact is that actually your yeah. your 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 partner and your daughter they are still traveling. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So you decided after couple of years of traveling as a trio that it's time you yeah as you said you you found your you found your goal and that has been your starting point and, and your place to be right now is your life in munich and, right, and your flat and the, yeah your the rest of your family decided they are not they're not there yet they want to still mm -hmm. go out see the world i think the latest has been peru so so how how is that to let go in a way Difficult. Um, hmm. ah, I know how it feels like to be on a journey uh, and to not want to stop um, because you enjoy it so much being on the way. I'm I'm not able to to stop her to say please. I want you to be with me here in Munich. Uh, she doesn't feel like now. At this moment, she still wants to travel, and no power in the world will stop her from traveling. Otherwise, I would put her in a cage somehow. So, so I want you to be here in Germany, and then stop traveling, and I want you to be here with my daughter and, and us together. But she will not be enjoying it because she wants to travel. Now is the time for her to travel. How does it feel? Well, um, I'm sad uh, in a way to not have the possibility to spend much time with my daughter as I want to. But on the other hand, I see how my daughter uh, is growing up, how she interacts with nature, how she interacts with people, uh, how she sees the world. It's a beautiful gift to spend so much time with her mother, uh, not being in a, in, a, in a kindergarten or school even. I'm, I'm, I'm sad in a way, but also happy that she has the, the possibility to travel. Mm -hmm. Do you join them every now and then on on trips? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I was in Peru for for one month, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I do. 
and uh, now uh, they were here for two weeks mm, and nice. I spent much time with my daughter doing hitchhiking, standing next to the highway, thumbs up and we were hitchhiking, the, my daughter and me and she, she enjoyed it so much. It was beautiful. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. Those little adventures you can have in front of your door. You can do whatever you do in different countries. You can do in your hometown, do hitchhiking, uh, leave your car at home for one day. and With, um, let's say, adventures in nature where maybe it's the mountain it's the river it's the valley that is part of the adventure which is of course mm -hmm. not every country has these geographical features obviously um how, how much do they mean to you now to see you know this these big mountains in the andes or the himalayas and how, how is that now compared to i mean you have the alps in front of you also a very beautiful mountain range How, how does all of that compare like it's in these nature features I'm, i have to laugh really i'm, I'm not a big fan of of huge mountains uh, himalayas and alps really uh, i'm so just imagine i was traveling with this huge 30 kilogram backpack and i avoided <laughs> mountains whenever i could okay. really. there were no people living on mountains people living in the valleys uh, around the mountains so i took the longer road around the mountains i, I hate mm. mountains. in fact uh, really Uh, it was no fun uh, climbing up a mountain with a 30 kilo backpack. So uh, I had time and uh, I enjoy nature. I like uh, spending time in nature and forests and stuff. And I really uh, make a big bow uh, around mountains. And um, even now, I don't spend much time in the, in the Alps. So, you know, so I, I like long distance hiking. Yeah, like the way of St. James, flat most of the time and having a goal. Um, walking towards too but um <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and i love and i, and I love uh, lakes and uh, rivers and stuff they are the yeah. i mean <laughs> i was also not necessarily hinting at just the mountains as, as such but more you know just yeah. beautiful nature that mm. you have um have all around you how much does that yeah. how much does that give you compared to encounters with people for example um mm. That's that's the what I loved most about my journey. I mean, I spent a lot of time in nature during the day, walking from A to B, and at the end of the day and in the morning, I was meeting so many beautiful people. So uh, I had both. Um, when I wanted to, I could also spend uh, a night in nature, sure, but uh, I decided every night to uh, look out for people and uh, time with them. Um, I like being alone during the day in nature, yeah, and I like to have company, um, yeah. So, 50-50. I guess it's also very, very exciting to see when you travel through these different places that in the end, I guess most of the people whose houses you've entered have a similar, actually a similar life, I suppose. They all have friends, they all have family, they, you know, want to provide for for these right. they want to have a good life and right. absolutely yeah the cultures are not that different we have so many things in common really as you said mm. yeah providing family and having a job having a good life being healthy uh we are not so different doesn't matter and we would Thank you so much. I mean, this has uh, been, yeah, I mean, we already had a chat before, um, which I really enjoyed and also in, in, enjoyed this so much because you, I think you have such a nice perspective on 
on the world and traveling and uh, it, it's a bit sad that this will be a podcast and it's not a video because i mean you're just smiling and laughing the whole time and it's a, <laughs> it's actually you know you can really see that you found you found your place a, a bit you've you've been out there and you've returned to where you start and you seem so so content with with you know what you've seen and and where you are now and what you you know what you can experience and i think a lot of the 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 hassle a lot of people have to always wanting something new and go out and it, it can get bigger and you know another mountain <laughs> which is you know obviously something you don't you don't crave um but you know in a new a new country a new beach and um i cannot rest uh, so it's very refreshing to see your perspective on resting and your perspective on on home and just being in one place and really intensifying your own your own life just within experience it's not by you know getting on a plane mm -hmm. and seeking the adventure outside but trying to find all of that peace and happiness and adventure within yeah. your you know within a very limited mm -hmm. yeah. geographical radius that's that's yeah. exactly <laughs> i don't know what to say anymore really um you can have so many adventure right in front of you and then yeah, in your street in your country in your town city wherever you are something different than the day before like as i said leave, leave your car at home for a day or your phone your wallet and encounter people and see what's happening so, and you will meet wonderful people even in front of your house really yeah <laughs> yeah <absolutely>. no, not <laughs> just not just in different countries or even even in your hometown there are wonderful people i'm sure yeah there's a one one question um i like to ask when you go out when you travel but also when you do a little adventure in Munich, is there one item or one one object that you say, okay, this is something I want to carry. This is, if, if I only could bring one thing, I, I would like to bring this item. It's a deep question. There's no short answer for me. So I was traveling with a 30 kilo backpack for a reason, because I was insecure. How will it be to travel without money? I thought I have to have everything in my backpack to um survive um without money so i had lots of t-shirts and underwear and socks and so on and tents and everything in in france there's a documentary uh, i don't know how to translate it in, in german uh, in english uh, it's, it's they they start in naked all the time uh there, there are two guys naked somewhere in the middle of nowhere in france uh, on a field and they have an objective in every um episode and the objective can be they want to reach the alps to keep their name in the snow or um, get to england to invite a famous people on a red carpet for a tea but they started every time naked in the middle of nowhere so for me that would, would be the, the next step to trust fully that everything i need will be there when i need it so and um it's it's really it's really a dream uh that would be a huge adventure to start my next journey if it were happen uh completely naked with nothing just my i don't know passport or something the, the stuff i really need maybe that's the one I, I really need my passport and everything else will be there when i need it like a t-shirt a pair of socks or shoes whatever a jacket and uh we were born that way we came to into this world completely naked and we were 
uh, we needed support, like our parents, and they cared for us for a couple of years. And then we go to school and we learn some interesting things. And then we uh, were able to earn money for ourselves and so on. But the beginning, we were naked and we needed support from other people. And that's the thing to um, to ask for support, to to feel what do I need right now? And in the next way, um, ask for it. I think that's the, the most important thing. Feel what I need, what do I need and ask for it. And, Amazing things will happen when you do that, when you do just that. That was Stefan Meurich, who has been walking the world for almost a decade just to find home and happiness right where he started in his in his own apartment in Munich. It is so inspiring to talk to him and to see his view on the world and how he brings adventure back into into his life by by not even leaving his city thank you so much for listening i really hope you enjoyed this episode you got some little inspiration out there maybe now go out and do a, a tiny little adventure at your doorstep to to lighten up your day and to get excited and if you like this episode if you like the show please leave a review leave some stars uh, leave a comment or, or write us an email anything that uh, that you feel like sharing any feedback we are so grateful for and appreciate any comment that you leave us if you're an explorer an adventurer and you came back from an expedition or you have something unique and incredible planned reach out to us we would love to have you here on the podcast where you can share your details share your story and inspire people 